Now to what's happening today in our nation. Let the God who answers by fire. All other gods have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Nothing is bringing a revival. The wokeness, the liberalism, the political correctness, the ungodly movements, all these things. A liberal, weak church is not doing anything. Nothing is happening. Let the real God answer by fire. And he says, I will answer by fire. It will be so clear, so unmistakable that you will know me, that it is me that we can't deny. But he is doing something in our nation today. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of a special message from Pastor Shane titled, The Day Fire and Rain Fell. Theologian John Owen once said, When the Holy Spirit sanctifies believers, He does a complete work in them. He puts into their minds, wills, and hearts a gracious, supernatural principle which fills them with a holy desire to live to God. The whole life and being of holiness lies in this. This is the new creation. In this message, Pastor Shane sounds the alarm to the sleeping church with a convicting sermon encouraging every listener to repentance and a call to live powerfully in God's Holy Spirit today. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. This message has been burning in my heart for a while. The title is The Day the Fire and Rain Fell. And I mean the good fire for a believer. A good fire consumes, it purifies And what does rain do? It renews. It revives us. And we are in a very unique season. I want all of us, um, all of you listening, uh, even maybe later, whether it's on the radio or wherever it's at, this this is crucial. I need you to understand something. God's really been putting this on my heart. And this is from a Jewish farmer. Back uh, Talking about even back in, in biblical days. When the rain has come, we must begin to plow. We may have to plow in hell and in snow and in the storm and in the tempest, but plow we must, for if we do not plow, we will not reap. See, when it's raining, when God's blessing, that's the time to plow the soil of our hearts and get the heart ready for the downpour. And there's a, there's a phrase we, that people use often that, that God, hope, God doesn't pass me by. What does that mean? Obviously, God's everywhere. And as I've shared before, you know, we have electricity everywhere in this building. But go put your, go hold a, a knife and stick in an outlet. You're going to experience the electricity. It's everywhere, but until you experience it. Oh! And the big, the, the big criticism right now is, man, that's just emotionalism. Well, praise God for emotions. I'm not a robot on autopilot stuck in boring, dead... And in a religious service, we're in the church of the living God. It should, there should be emotion that is grounded, of course, in truth. And this is, this, this is happening all over the United States. Where it will go, I have no idea, but I know that we must plow the soil of our own heart. There's an urgency building up inside of me. 
Everything else can wait. There's an urgency that we, we sense. But I want to talk about this briefly. A spiritual downpour. A spiritual downpour is what we're asking. And they are conditional. I think I've got some bullet points up there. They are con- this is conditional. Uh, we, we, we forget that. That if you want the revival fire of God, you want the rain of, the, of, of God to just come in and replenish and renew, there are conditions that have to be met. God says, my name is holy. I dwell in a high and holy place with Him who is broken and contrite. I will revive the heart of the humble. Break up your fallow ground. There's, there's always, uh, uh, often when it comes to this, this indwelling in, in, in power of the Holy Spirit, there's, there, there's often a response by the person. Present your bodies as living sacrifices. Holy, what is, what is your acceptable uh, uh, sacrifice to God? And as you present the sacrifice, God brings the fire. So the problem isn't on God's end. The problem is often on our end. Also, it's a good reminder that this is no utopia. And a lot of people say, you know, Shane, look where America's going, man. We're going to hell in a handbasket. What, what do you, you're not, you really think you're going to make a difference? Revival doesn't bring utopia. Revival brings the spiritual armor of God into the midst of chaos and confusion. So we're not going to have the America of 1950s, folks. We're not praying for utopia right now. We're praying for engagement in spiritual battle. So in the midst of revival, there's also wickedness. And I told some people uh, and, and some pastors, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in Asbury. That would be a hard atmosphere if we were trying to steward that. Can you imagine the type of demonic opposition? Can you imagine the type of, do we allow this or don't? What should we do? I mean, just the, the onslaught where God is moving, so is the enemy. And so it's not revival, it's not utopia, now everything's comfortable. Actually, He convicts the comfortable. And, and, and there's a season of, of, of travail and fighting evil. It's a spiritual upheaval. Many people are confused, and I, don't, I haven't, you know, of course, it's just my opinion, but when Jesus said, the kingdom suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. There's a lot of commentary on that, but I believe it's a spiritual upheaval. Jesus is here now. The demonic realm was no longer in charge. He cast out demons just with His Word. And now the kingdom suffers violence. And if you, you could break down that Scripture and things, but there's a, there is a spiritual upheaval that was happening, and it still continues today. Here's the wonderful thing. Pursuing, pursuing what I'm talking about, pursuing revival prevents discouragement. You ever get discouraged? Pursue God. Pursue God. That will eliminate discouragement. But on the flip side, when you get discouraged, you don't want to pursue God. I don't like how that works, but that's how it works. So as you're pursuing God and seeking God, it brings joy and hope. And as I said earlier, success is not comfort. Experiencing the downpour of God's rain or the fire of the Spirit, it, is not, it doesn't always equal success. Have you ever noticed as you're pressing in, sometimes all hell breaks loose? Wait a minute, wait a minute, this isn't working, Lord. Oh, I didn't say it was working yet. Faith is the evidence of things not yet seen. The substance of things hoped for. And so if we can have the right understanding of what this is, I'm not talking about weirdness. I'm not talking about craziness. I'm talking about people in love with Jesus Christ. 
It changes the way you do everything. Discouragement is cast away. Joy comes in. And so where we find ourselves is in the book of 1 Kings. The book of 1 Kings. King Ahab led Israel into idolatry. King Ahab. So leadership matters, folks. Leadership matters. Pray for our leaders because it matters. He led the nation of Israel into idolatry. So God sent Elisha, and he'll send his prophetic voices still today. He sent Elisha to tell Ahab that he would send a drought upon the land. The drought was a judgment of God. When I bring pestilence, when I bring famine, when I bring drought, if my people humble themselves and seek my face, So instead of embracing God's wake-up call, Ahab continued to engage in idolatry. Isn't that funny? Instead of a wake-up call, understanding, Lord, this is serious, and, and turning to Him, sometimes we dig our feet in even more. In the same way, what's it going to take to wake us up? God often uses calamity to wake us up. I did a quick search, and I think there's something like 40 mass shootings since I've been gone. Four people or more? I'm like, no, that can't be right. And wouldn't you know it? You see it. I mean, how? look at the Grammys. Or don't actually, but you can dress as Satan. It's a satanic worship service. A satanic worship service that millions of people. <laughs> legislation where if I don't call a boy a boy, but a girl because that's his preferred pronoun, I could go to jail? Folks, what's it going to take to wake us up? If you just look at the news, that would you would if you just look at the news and look what's going on and look at where our children are going to be exposed to, you would say, Pastor Shane, Pastor Abram, open the church every day. There's a hunger, there's a desire for it. Is there a hunger? Is there a desire for more of God? And if you say, I don't have it, all you have to do is repent and say, Lord, I need it. Give me the fire of the Spirit. I want that, I want that day that the fire and the rain fell to be today. After three years of devastating drought, Ahab blamed who? Calling him, you troubler of, a, of Israel. And I'm often called, you troubler of America. That loud guy better shut his mouth. You're, you're causing all this problem. You're the church's the problem. Get rid of the truth so we can enjoy our sin. And here's the key. Those speaking the truth are often called troublemakers. Now, this is an important key because modern day Pharisees will use this verse to say, yeah, see, I'm telling people off. I'm in their face. No, no, no. It has to come from a humble, gentle, broken spirit. The angry prophet has to be just as loving. Correct? Correct? And I will tell you, I've been transparent. That's the hardest balance I'm trying to find. Because I can tell people off. Really good, in case you haven't noticed. But you have to be bold in this culture. But you also have to be broken and loving and accountable to people. It's not this renegade spirit of rebellion. David Wilkerson has an incredible clip. I believe it's called A Call to Anguish. Probably at Sermon Index. A call to anguish. And see what happens, that anguish for our children. The anguish. I, I'm just, I just see 
the Grammys, it just broke my heart that how can we lift up Satan but not God? And there's an anguish. God, Your Word is being mocked. Your spokesmen are being ridiculed. There's a drought. There's a famine in the land. Oh God, would You revive Your work? I'm just excited to see. How, are we gonna, how, how can people criticize thousands and thousands of young adults going and falling in love with Jesus? I'm baffled. And I'm sure I've got comments on Instagram right now. But they're not preaching. Uh, could God be preaching? Could God be, And I'm this coming from a preacher. That's one, if one thing I could change, that would be it. Like, let's add some sermons in there. But when the Spirit of the living God takes over, the worship team needs to be silent. The pulpit needs to be silent. I will not exalt man. God says, no flesh will glory in my presence. He must decrease so that I can get increase. Just get out of the way and let the Spirit of the living God take over. I will draw them to the altar. I will convict the hard hearts. I will restore. I will renew. And again, I'm not putting down preaching. I love it. I wish there was a lot of it. But did you know you can begin to worship the Word and have head knowledge instead of letting God do what He wants to do? And then the famous famous calling of Elisha that comes out. He called out and he said, how long will you waver? He called out to the people, how long will you waver? Does that call not go out today? Oh, if I could, if I could just get America's attention. I've told you this before. I would, we would raise $10,000. I'd pay Joel Steen to go on his platform and say, how long will you waver between two opinions, 10 million Americans? How long will you waver? If God be God, follow Him. You cannot serve both God and this world. How long will you falter between two gods, not the real, and love, the real living God and the false God of this world? You can't walk on both sides of the fence, folks. You cannot love two masters. You love one and you'll reject the other. That call needs to go out. So the key, being solid and steadfast can open up heaven. Like Elisha, being solid and steadfast in these difficult times. Solid in the truth. Solid in the Word. Steadfast, persevering, seeking, pursuing God like never before. How long will you seek heaven on Sunday but live like hell on Monday? How long will you say that Jesus is your Savior but deny Him as your Lord? And that's what he meant by how long will you waver between two opinions? The God who answers by fire. And what Elisha did is he backed up his words with action. That's what we need to do. So many people are posting things, right? Oh yeah, the refiner's fire. Isn't, that, this, isn't, this, a wonderful, isn't this a wonderful verse? Let me post it on Instagram. It's, that's good, but we've got to back up our faith with actions, our words with actions. So here's what Elisha did. Let the real God show Himself by answering by fire. So the scene is, he's, he's addressing the children of, 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 of God on Mount Carmel. He said, you're, you're following Baal, the priests of Baal, 400 and 450 of the other, and there's 850 false prophets, and Elisha by himself. He said, hey, let's see the God, the real God. Well, who, that God will answer by fire. And let me tell you, when God answers by fire, it's a consuming fire. It's an all-overwhelming fire that ignites your heart. 
And you don't want to go back to that dead, decaying religion you once had. And so the priests of Baal spent many hours calling on their false god to send fire. They would cut themselves. And it really broke my heart because I wondered how many people in this world spend their whole lifetime following or trying to call on a false god that will never hear. The false god. But nothing happened. Of course, nothing happened. They'd still be doing it today. And then it says something interesting. Elijah took over and prepared the altar. Elijah took over and prepared the altar. Listen, at some point, we have to take over and say enough with wokeism, enough with liberalism, enough with passive leaders. We need the Spirit of the living God. And I don't mean by force. This is how I do my battle on this altar. But there has to be an action that we take, an action plan to pray and fast and call down heaven. He even went a step further and he poured water around it and over it. Many times. Always count on Matthias to help me out there. <laughs> it's always good. It's always good too. So here's the altar. It doesn't look like this. But the, the sacrifice, I mean, it, to me, just, I mean, an alt, a sacrifice is ready and fire coming down and consuming it, that'd be enough for me. But they, well, yeah, maybe there was a trick involved or something. So he took sparklets type bottles and just what? drenched it, and then decided to do a trench around it. Just, this, this, it was just a wet, messy, bloody sacrifice. Can you imagine what the people were thinking? I even thought, what about the faith of Elijah? Let the God who answers by fire, let Him be God? And that's what's happening today in our nation. Let the God who answers by fire, the Spirit's baptism of fire, let Him be God. All other gods have, found, have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Nothing is bringing a revival. The wokeness, the liberalism, the political correctness, the ungodly movements, all these things, a liberal, a liberal weak church is not doing anything. Nothing is happening. Let the real God answer by fire. And he says, I will answer by fire. It will be so clear, so unmistakable that you will know me, that it is me that we can't deny, but he is doing something in our nation today. And you watch if you want. Go on Facebook or YouTube. Watch the comments. You'll see the negative knowledge and judgmental Jerry's come out. Why? Because of conviction. Two things happen when you're convicted. You fall to your knees and repent. Or you what? Stiff-necked people. Stiff-necked. Always resisting the Holy Spirit. All the water is poured over this. It's an incredible picture. And there's a, there's a wonderful key I've talked about many times. We prepare the sacrifice and God brings the fire. God brings His consuming presence to a place, to a group of people. And I don't know how exactly it works, I've read a lot about it. I've read biblical texts. I know exactly what it is. I know God's everywhere, but sometimes, sometimes He will visit a group of people and His manifest presence. It's okay to say that. It's biblical. Manifest, God reveals Himself with His presence. It's biblical. Go ask the people in the upper room, the 120, how they felt when God visited them. 
Would you, would you have felt comfortable in the upper room? Let's be honest. Would you have felt comfortable in the upper room? Because most would say, these are crazy charismatics. I'm out of here. That's not revival. That's not God. They're acting a little interesting. Tongues of fire. John the Baptist said he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. See, all of this is thoroughly biblical. Now, it gets a little uncomfortable when you call out the lukewarm church or the modern-day Pharisee. They don't like that because now you're challenging their spirituality. The lukewarm person doesn't like to be challenged because they want, leave me alone. Leave me alone in my sin. True story. I verified it. I was in Bishop. They said, Shane, you've got to pray for this guy. He doesn't want to be here. He's trying to get out the back door. It's, it's Saturday. He died on Wednesday. Overdose. Gone. Flatline. They brought him back. And I'm praying. I look at him. You want to pray? He goes, I guess. And I felt the demonic opposition. I felt he just wanted to get out of there. I want to slap him. You just died four days ago, clown. Wake up. Can you say that from the pulpit? Is that okay? Larry, is that okay? Good. But you just died four days ago. Hello, overdose, fentanyl. Wake up. I don't want that. Oh, pride is deadly. Pride is damning. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. Hello, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman with Regaining Lost Ground. It is such a privilege to be on the station and to be able to speak to you each week. And I want to just let you know of an incredible opportunity. We have actually taken all 12 of my books and made them available as free downloads at the church website. The church website is westsidechristianfellowship.org. Again, that's westsidechristianfellowship.org, and it's under free ebooks. So books on revival, books on prayer, books on fasting, even books on health and fitness from a biblical perspective. I've written books to young adults and teenagers, to men, books on marriage and how far our nation has drifted and how we can get back on track and really begin to seek the heart of God again. So all of those books, all 12, are available as free downloads at westsidechristianfellowship.org and you can send those out to friends, to family in need. Our goal is to get this out to help people in certain areas that they are struggling with. For example, if you like a lot of the messages here from Regaining Lost Ground from Westside Christian Fellowship. The books actually contain a lot of the sermon notes, a lot of the illustrations, a lot of the stories, a lot of the scriptures, a lot of the points. All of those are in the books that you can download for free. The newest one, 40 Days to Reset Your Life and Oh God, Would You Rend the Heavens? They both focus on prayer and fasting and renewal and all these things that are so vital because without another spiritual awakening, I don't have a lot of hope for our nation, but I have a lot of 
of hope in God. So again, just want to let you know of this incredible opportunity at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks, and you can download the books for free on our church website. And again, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman thanking our listeners again for just the, the blessing you've been not only to me, but to our church staff from the emails coming in and the letters coming in on how God has blessed you powerfully through this program. And that is our prayer that he keeps doing that. It keeps bringing the prodigal sons home, that he restores marriages, and it begins to fill us mightily with his spirit. And we pray, oh God, rend the heavens and come down and visit your people again. And for all the latest on what God is doing with his ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Such a time as this He's calling Wake up child It's your turn to shine Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.